Welcome back to Process. There have been a couple of cool things that have happened over the last few weeks, and as a result, we're making a few changes here at Effective Remote Work as to how we're going to handle some of our content schedule. First, we're moving remotely working to a bi-weekly schedule, so it'll still come out on Mondays at 8 o'clock in the morning, Central Time, but then on the next week, Monday, uh, this podcast process will come out as well. I wanted to keep investing in these couple of channels because remotely working seems to be a really great spot to talk about remote work and productivity and how that relates to it. Plus, there's just been so much shifting in my productivity system that I wanted to share it with you and process is the channel that I have to do that. So I'm going to keep investing in these two podcasts, changing up the schedules a little bit. But the other thing that's been changing quite a lot recently has been the YouTube channel. If you haven't checked it out, I'll put a link in the show notes, but I've been doing some videos over there on the note-taking software Obsidian. And to be honest with you, things have just blown up way faster and way further than I ever even imagined they would. Just last week, we crossed a 1,000 subscribers on the channel, and it's just been growing very, very quickly. And I'm very grateful for that. So with that, if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, head on over there subscribe if you like the videos that I'm putting out. And if you have any specific videos that you'd like to see us make, be sure to hit us up at hello at effectiveremotework.com with any ideas that you would love to see us cover. Now you might notice that some of the previous episodes of Process, I've talked pretty extensively about Rome Research. I think Rome Research is a cool software. They've packaged up a number of features that have come from other places, such as hyperlinking and block references, transclusion, things of that sort. And they've put them in a nice web app wrapper that's very flexible for a personal knowledge management workflow. But there are a few things with Rome that I just had some difficulties with. Number one being the price. Uh, and number two, me personally, I just wasn't quite a big fan of the community around the software. It just kind of had this level of an elitist feel to it, which I'm not faulting any of the members for it by any means, but it just, I don't know, it got a little weird for me. Let's just be be honest there. And so Rome's an awesome software. I think what they're doing with the software is fantastic. The people in the community are great, but there were just a few weird little details that I just couldn't quite get past, uh, especially the cost of the software for myself. I couldn't quite necessarily justify spending $15 a month on something like that at this point in time with my life and my business and where everything is at at this moment. So that sent me on down a journey. And on that journey, I took a look at softwares like TiddlyWiki. I revisited Bear, looked at Zettler, the Archive, other note-taking softwares that are notable in the space for having the ability to link notes together to not be super nerdy where I have to think about how my software and my system is set up. I can put information in there, link it in the correct spot, and then it's there. I can find it again fairly easily. But on that journey, I discovered Obsidian. And Obsidian was something that I just wanted to explore. So I did a video on a number of non-nerdy note-taking applications, which did not include Obsidian. And a number of uh, commenters on that video suggested, hey, check out Obsidian. So instead of just checking it out and letting it go to the wayside, what I did is I checked it out and literally within the first 15 minutes of using it, 
I made a YouTube video, which I'll link in the show notes below, about my first impressions of the software. And to be honest with you, I found Obsidian to be exactly what I wanted. It's very similar to Roam in that you can link to other notes really easily. You have backlinks, you have the unlinked references, you have the knowledge graph. But it's different in the sense that it's very focused on individual text files and especially it's local hosted text files. At this point in time, in Obsidian, you, all your files are stored locally. You can sync them to other devices using any software that you can sync files with, like Dropbox or Google Drive or a Synology Drive, whatever it is that you tend to use. You can sync those files back and forth to different computers, to your mobile devices, and access all of them because they're just plain text markdown files. I love the fact that with Obsidian, I own the content, and because they're in plain text markdown files, they're protected from something going belly up in the future. If Obsidian goes away, I have all of those files in an easy, readable format that any other note-taking software just about can accept. As I was digging into Obsidian, I came across that they had a discourse forum for their community and support. They have a Discord chat. And so I started poking around and, and saying hi and asking some questions. And I found the community around that software to be very reasonable, very nice people, very interested in making great software, but also developing solutions for personal knowledge management. If there's one thing that I've seen, it's that a community can either make or break a launch of something in a space. And the creators of Obsidian, who are also, by the way, the creators of the excellent outlining application Dynalist, they do a good job of stoking a healthy community around the software. The other thing they do really well at is taking in feedback, fixing bugs, and developing at a fairly rapid pace. I first checked out the software almost a month ago as of this recording, and they've shipped four or five different versions of the software with a major release just releasing today uh, when I'm recording this, where they completely redid the whole window navigation interface in the software to make it more performant, more flexible, give you a lot more options for handling how you're looking at and managing your notes as you're in the software. They're making a lot of great changes to this software that are extremely beneficial to the community. They're listening to the community. They're providing features that give the community what they need. And the other thing is too, is that they have a plugin architecture that they're working on developing so that if they don't want to put something in the software itself, a community member could build on top of the plugin API and build a feature into Obsidian. I think that's a fantastic approach. We've seen that work really well at Discourse, where I work, in that we have a number of features that we build into the core application, but there are definitely things that people in the community want their software to do. And because we have an advanced plugin and theme architecture in the software, you can basically make Discourse do anything you want to if you're willing to put in the time to customize and do the development work. If you haven't checked out Obsidian, I recommend checking out my first look video on YouTube. I have a couple other videos on Obsidian and there are more coming out every single week on Obsidian and different productivity tools and topics 
over on the YouTube channel. Again, I'll have links to all of these in the show notes, so be sure to check them out. Subscribe if you like the videos that you're seeing there, and do let me know if there's anything else that you want to see. In all this talking about tools today, I wanted to share an idea that I was thinking about, and that's how productivity tools are often like coffee gear. There are so many varying degrees of quality of tools and so many ways you can make coffee, but the end result is ultimately coffee. The truth is that tools matter, but only if they hold you back from the result you want. Let's explore that a little bit. In coffee, you can use a blade grinder to make relatively quality coffee, but you're going to run into limits with that. It's inconsistent in its grind size, so you might get some bits in it that are very coarse grind and some bits that are super fine. So with that, you're probably going to have issues making espresso. And if you grind too fast with that grinder, you're gonna burn the beans. Or on the flip side, you could buy an expensive conical burr grinder. These are the type of coffee grinders that are generally used in high-end coffee shops where espresso is made and things of the sort. You get more consistency and flexibility for the type of coffee you want. You can make espresso, you can make drip coffee, you can make French press. A good grinder can handle all of it, but good grinders are not cheap. They have a significant investment attached, both financially and your ability to understand them. Productivity tools I've been finding are actually quite similar in this sense. You can get results, you can get productivity with Apple reminders, but you're going to run into limits with that. You can do anything with OmniFocus or DevonThink, but they're expensive and they require an investment to learn them. But the point is that all coffee tools help you make one thing, coffee. Sometimes you may want to have the option to make any kind of coffee because that's what you need. Other times you may want to have the best coffee you can make. And in other cases, you might just not care how quality of coffee that you have because you just want some coffee. The same is true with productivity tools. Productivity tools help you to be productive. You're going to run into limits with some as you learn the nuances of productivity. Apple reminders, as we talked about, you're going to run into some limits with that. But if Apple Reminders works for you and it helps you be productive, that's where you need to be. Or if OmniFocus gives you the flexibility that you need to maintain a productive workflow, so be it, stick with it. Whatever it is, make sure that your productivity system is one that fits your needs. If you only need drip coffee, have a drip coffee maker. You don't need to invest $1,000 into an espresso machine if all you want is drip coffee because there's such an investment in that tool and learning how to use it, plus all the extra gear that you need to get that to work effectively as well. If you don't need a high-end tool like DevonThink, maybe Apple Notes will work for you. DevonThink will take a little bit of time to figure out and get your head wrapped around how to use it, but you don't have to use it just because it's a high-end tool. Use what works for you, use what gets the results that you're looking for, but just remember, that all productivity tools are there to lead us to more productivity. That closes things out for today's episode. Head on over to EffectiveRemoteWork.com for more free resources for remote workers. Be sure to check out the YouTube channel in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Process. We'll chat in the next one.